0: listening to Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Muna.
1: And I'm your host, Clifford.
0: Let's get into it. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? How's it
1: going? Been great so far. Welcome everyone to Real Talk Podcast. Um, we're currently on episode number...
0: 13. Episode
1: 13. So in brief, what we'll be discussing today is Tennis player Osaka's French Open Exit. Piers Morgan being re-invited to host Good Morning Britain. The Friends Reunion, exclusive to HBO, which UK uh, citizens can also watch on Now TV. And finally, Blue Therapy, hit YouTube television show uh, based in London, based on Couples Therapy 101. A unique insight into that. Yeah, we'll be discussing all those topics on this episode of Real Talk Podcast. So Muna, anyway, how are you? How was your bank holiday? Let's start there.
0: Yeah, my bank holiday was really good. I spent this bank holiday with family. The sun was out. The weather was great. Good vibes. It felt really nice to be out. It just felt nice. Even though like it was like going to the park, it felt different, but good different, if that makes sense. And yeah, I enjoyed my time, had fun. And I just, I feel like, you know, we can slowly go back to, I wouldn't say normality just as yet, but to enjoy the simple things in life.
1: How about you? This bank holiday weekend was lit, 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 you know, from beginning, middle to end, and the weather was incredible. But you know, when the weather's good, I just feel like money just gets spent like that.
0: It sure does.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, just everyone's relaxing, having a good time. Ended up buying a couple of bottles to just have a like quiet weekend in.
0: So you had that money splashing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah it was something different just really enjoying the sun and chilling in the garden i'm seeing everybody out here getting burnt like sunburn because i don't believe that the weather was gonna be so good you know yeah everyone was Just in the summer vibes in london obviously wearing the sundresses and sure the shorts and
0: the bikini and that
1: living. Just really just like enjoying the weather I ended up going to Sheesh in Chigwell for our good friend's birthday dinner. Shout out to them. It was incredible. The decor inside was incredible. The food was incredible. The outside ambience and vibe as well. Mm-hmm. With the weather was, yeah, just perfect. Just the perfect way to start your bank holiday. And then again, um actually watched the friend's reunion, which we'll be discussing in a moment, which was incredible also. Just a nostalgic touch, like... If you think the Fresh Prince of Bel you know, was universe nostalgia, no. you have to see this one also because it's just that up that time and era. But we'll discuss that some more because I know you're a huge Friends fan.
0: Yeah, I am to a point where I have a, a trivia kind of card game for Friends. So yeah,
1: I'm curious I was going to say, who's your favorite Friends character and why?
0: I think I would say out of so I'm going to pick out of the guys and girls, right? So Monica, I like the fact that she's like very clean, OCD, competitive. She has a bit of bite to her. Uh, she can be quite sensitive as well, but I, I just love the harness, harshness to her, sorry. And she just makes me laugh. In terms of the guys, I would say Chandler, purely because of his jokes. He tells jokes in uncomfortable um, situations. If there's any confrontation or so forth, or if he feels nervous, that's where he breaks out jokes. And sometimes throughout the kind of episodes, he does, you know, share a joke here and there. But it's just he is hilarious. He actually makes me laugh. And some of these jokes are so silly you can't help but laugh. So if I if I had to, ironically. They yeah, they both got together. So I picked the couple <laughs> that got together. <laughs> what about you? Who are your favourite two characters, boy and girl?
1: Characters again, female Monica because she's cookie crazy, crazy and um, she used to be fat and then she was skinny and then like she's just really personable, like, smart, witty, intelligent, um, driven, ambitious, uh, amazing chef, and like she holds the group together and she's like obviously. Oh, all the girls, girls' friends, and then like the guys' friends as well. And then Ross, her brother. I think he's dope because you've already said Chandler. I say Ross because he's hilarious. Like his situations and storylines, I think will be like the the most just the most intriguing of all. Because I it's mean, some like, of them are
0: quite outlandish, isn't it? The stuff that he's like the yeah.
1: whole situation with the wedding with Emma and him still being in love with Rachel, and then having his exes. And then the girls that he dated as well. Like there was the, the um, episode where um, Rachel told his girlfriend to shave her head. I thought that was hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, his reaction to that
1: was hilarious. <laughs> I think like he had some of the most iconic scenes that were most humorous. Like when he had his teeth whitened and then like it was, it was a glow in a dark, like ultraviolet. And that scene
0: the- where he was in the bathroom and he was trying to get his leverage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, all of those scenes as well. And it's just like, yeah. And then him being a paleontologist and being away on that retreat. And then, again, um, him hooking up with um, Joey's girlfriend.
0: Fine black sister there. And he was like, oh, I want a bit of that. No, yeah, Ross. Ross is definitely a good character. But overall, I think the cast and directors um, producers.
1: Yeah, they hit it on the ball
0: when it came to these particular actors to play those characters. They fulfilled their role, essentially. That's what it was. And when I think of Friends, I think of you know what? There's times when you feel low or bored or just you need a pick me up. You put on an episode of Friends. And I, for me personally, I just feel automatically like, you know, like chilled out, entertained. And yeah, it's just like good memories. And yeah, they've had, they've been running for a good 10 years, haven't they? But the reunion, how did you find that? I
1: thought it was great, watch, you know, very insightful to see what the producers discuss, why they cast the characters that they cast or the actors they cast to play the characters. But there seemed like the synergy was perfect and every character, you know, stood the test of time. And there wasn't one of these ones in Hollywood where it's like, the role of this person is now played by someone else. They read the script, they loved it and they committed to it and they became those characters. And then they were true to form. They came to um, deliver day in, day out in terms of excellent performances. Friends has been great. Um, All of the cast members decided to commit to the show for at least 10 seasons. So that's like unspeakable in television because most shows have a character removed and it's like the character, this, this person's character is now played by Person X. And there was none of that. They read the script. They thought it was great. And they committed to it and they became those characters on screen and then they were stars off screen. And they managed to maintain that synergy and made it a great show to watch.
0: I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And in regards to the um, producers, directors, casting directors and so forth, like I think they were very analytical, very st- strategic when it came to actually casting those actors because they, for me, they hit it in the head in terms of, what kind of characters they were meant to be and how they portrayed it on scene. It was so smooth, so fluid. And you can tell as well the energy, the body language between every one of them was just so organic, so authentic. And obviously as an actor, you're you're meant to show that anyway, but even off stage as well like they've had bloopers and you can see the dynamic of their friendship and how they really got along and also during the reunion um I always wondered as well and I'm not sure if you did whether Ross and Rachel which real names are Jennifer and David whether they did have an off like love relationship you know off um friends and at the time um they they did have a liking towards one another, but because they were both in relationships, what they did was channel the love that they had into Ross and Rachel. And when I heard that, man, my heart sank. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's so cute, because it's just like, you can tell as well, like, how it's been recorded on Friends. Like, it look, it appears to be so sincere on screen. They're basically showing us how they felt as well, internally for each other. That's some deep stuff, you know, to go through on Friends. Yeah, as you said, it was 10 seasons, 10 great seasons. I had so much fun with it. It's just, for me, it just brings back good memories whenever I watch it. Like, similar to the Fresh Prince Ballet, like when I watch that, it's nostalgia moments, it's good memories, you need to sit back and laugh. You have that, I have the same with Friends. And uh, I like the fact that it's a collective of Friends that are really there. And they classify themselves as family. So if you, you if you ever need help or if you're if you need advice or if you just want to chill, they're there for you. They've got you 100. And it's just they've gone through so many like um, high and low moments, and they've all been together in that one spot. Like they always meet at Monica's house. <laughs> but overall, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think for me as well, it also um, because my close circle of friends as well (laughs) friends um also watch it um it's nice to have similar interests as well and like we can kind of pick up on certain scenes and be like oh yeah I remember that happened or oh do you remember this do you remember that so I think it will continue like it's still it's it's still being watched now on Netflix and I think it will continue like for the next more years to come I guess
1: so shall we move on to our next subject
0: well since we're talking in line of like programs and, and that Um, I recently came across this YouTube sensation program. It's literally a hit YouTube called Blue Therapy, which you uh, mentioned earlier on. I came across it, though, through a room on Clubhouse. So there was a club and a room opened in particular about an an episode of Blue Therapy. And I was like, what's Blue Therapy? So I went in um, and I was in the audience and just listening to the overall conversation and realized, okay, this is an actual online well, live therapy, which is recorded and, you know, available for everyone to watch via YouTube. So I thought, okay, let me look into it. And so for where me personally... The,
1: where's, where's it based? So where are the protagonists from, like... So
0: uh, a little background, I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to give a full background because I've, li- I've literally just tapped into it, but um, they're UK based. Um, there's So one of them were part of Backchat London, which was also on YouTube, YouTube as well. It was a collective of people uh, that mainly from, I guess, uh, ethnic backgrounds, black primarily, came together as a group and uh, were just discussing open topics and it was filmed. So um, her name in this particular show, Blue Therapy, is Choma. Her partner is Paul. And uh, from what I've gathered by listening to one of the episodes is... He's um, an entrepreneur. He has like very high profile clients and that's how he does his kind of living. I-, I don't really know his background because he he says he does a lot. So I'm-, I'm taking it as this guy's an entrepreneur kind of thing. There's also another lady. Her name is Deborah. From what I kind of gathered in the episode is not only does she work a nine to five, but she also has a fashion line business. And her partner, Jamal, is in the fitness world so those are the four main characters and they both go through therapy who's which is kind of overseed by uh denise which is the therapist so um it's obviously done in two different I, I guess two different stages but they just show you highlights and certain segments within the therapy session of both couples but yeah so i'm on episode three well i've just completed episode three and it's very enlightening And I don't know what to take from it, to be honest with you. I mean, have you have you come across this program and and what do you think about the show? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's ingenious the way that it is, because each episode you are presented with a new scenario or new instances of how the relationship dynamic works between Paula and Chioma and Jamel and Deborah, uh, because it's like they have their own private therapy sessions but they're interspliced together. So you get a breakup. So you get to catch up with each couple and the issues that they face. And each week, it seems that you get a reset basically, which allows you to gain a new perspective or shift your opinions or views on one person in the relationship. So you might be like, oh, Chioma's got a point here, but you're like, okay, Paul's equally as valid in terms of his point. So you can see both sides of the story. And then the following week, you'll just be like, hold on, wait a minute. Did Paul just say that? Nah, he's trash. I can't go for that. I can't support that. And then you'll be like, hold on, wait a minute. Did Deborah just say that to Jamel? She's a bit spoiled, ain't she? You know. So you're constantly yes! forming new opinions each week, which don't stick. And that's the true joy of a relationship. And it, it feels like everyone's being open and honest and bringing um, their true thoughts and feelings to the forefront to try and benefit from therapy which not a lot of Black or ethnic minority people uh, experience in terms of going to therapy, especially couples therapy. So it's healthy that there's an arena online where you can see what a therapy session is like and you can actually um, discuss the points of discussion, or the, that, yeah, the, the main bullet points in terms of relationships and what you would do in X, Y, and Z situation versus what you would actually do in reality because it's easy to give the advice but it's not easy to take your own advice, you know.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. But for me, the whole pro- the whole process of therapy is it's an intimate, personal experience. Either you know, if you decide to go on your own or with a partner. So the fact that it's broadcasted on YouTube for me, I I find that astonishing. Like I, I'm like I applaud them for being that confident to. Actually, not only open up to the therapist because you're opening up to someone you don't know, but you're also allowing millions of people to watch this. I literally, when I first watched episode one, 1. 1.4 million tuned in to that episode. I was like, this is insane. Like for me, it's just like um it's too it's too personal, like it, you know, yeah. for me it's like a privacy thing, like I But yeah, like kudos to them for doing it. And it's just not only are you having that exposure, you know, online, but everyone has known your business. And when you're saying certain topics are being brought up and, you know, certain situations and how to kind of move forward and work as a, you know, work as a team, because essentially that's what it is, it's a companionship and, you know, being together and seeing how far you go in life and do you know what I mean? Like building that home, essentially, right? But it's like you're airing out so much of your laundry on YouTube. Uh,
1: plot twists, plot twists. People are saying it's a scripted reality, and that uh, it's not truly authentic. And uh, Deborah, sorry, Denise, the therapist, is actually actress. Have you read those rumors or seen that? Allegedly,
0: that's that's what I came across. But you know what? I had this is the thing. I had speculations that it could be. Scripted, but not as much like slightly fabricated, like uh, programs. The only way is Essex Definitely. and Made in Chelsea, where uh, some elements within the actual programs are it's fabricated exactly. for entertainment purposes. So I just assumed um, it would follow with yeah. therapy. But in regards to Denise, yeah, I, I honestly thought she was a therapist. But again, until they actually confirm this new statement that you mentioned, like, I'm just going to play it by ear and see how it goes. But there are certain, certain moments within the episodes and especially within certain scenes. So uh, an (laughs) example where, where Deborah, like, she's just, she's just spoiled. Like, you know what it is? Okay. It's not even, I don't even want to use that category. I don't want to put her in a box and say she's spoiled. That's what she's, you know, that's what she knows. And that's how she's been brought up. She's been brought up to, you know, want certain things in life and always have the best for yourself kind of thing and and never look lower than that but it's like part of me feels bad for Jamal because my guy is trying to save so that he can build a future with you but allegedly. you're saying you want A, B and C like
1: allegedly. We haven't watched episode allegedly,
0: allegedly but I mean that's as far as I got up to on episode three but it's <laughs> like Four. I don't know how much of this is true, you should, do you know what I mean? Uh,
1: you need to watch episode four, then come back in and then have this discussion.
0: Can you just give me an overview and the listeners an overview of what f four is?
1: Episode four uh, is very informative, very interesting. I think everyone should go over and view it on um, YouTube. Is it on Trend Central? Is that the channel?
0: It is, yeah. So episode four, the actual episode is called...
1: Doesn't matter, just watch all the episodes and then get back to episode four because the episodes are released weekly. So the next one should be coming out um, I believe Thursday evening.
0: Right, okay. So, can... so it's, a, it's a weekly thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, overall, for entertainment purposes, it's ticking the box for me because I, I do find it entertaining. But then again, I don't want to laugh on the expense of someone's emotions and feelings and especially the situations that they're going through because Lord knows what happens behind closed doors, you know? Mm-hmm. And then secondly, it's how much of this can I take for, for true value, you mm-hmm. know? And how much is it? is slightly fabricated just to you know provide or give you more exposure and publicity and awareness online so I'm I'm in two minds I've
1: got two questions for you one of them is how would you feel if your partner said your sister was a bitch
0: (laughs) what she was brave to say and, and this this is what I'm telling you like it's the bravery it's the confidence yeah it's a, it's a single handedly say that his sister is a bitch on YouTube. Are you like, she's obviously gonna watch that clip and think, okay, it's a, is this, is this the kind of time it is? Yeah. No, if, if my, like, my husband, partner, or whoever I'm in therapy with and it was recorded ever disrespected any of my family members, cousins, it's a done Like, do not ever think you can disrespect me or my family's friends like that because you can't. It's as simple as that. And I just, I just thought the way she brought that out was okay. I'm not saying she's a bitch, but she acts like a bitch. You're still saying she's a bitch, like acting. Well,
1: that then that's Even her behavior. To
0: be a bitch, like it's still you used my, that word, you know.
1: And then my second question is, how would you react if your partner? Was receiving calls
0: past one AM. What are you doing? Like, who's calling you at one? If I someone's know. calling you at one, it must be an emergency. It must be your your family. Something has happened for you to be receiving a call at one AM. If it's not from me, who is it?
1: And on top if of it's that, as a side
0: piece, piece you're part. gone.
1: And With, on, top, it, on top of that, the, and the she should
0: never be piece. a side piece because. I should be the only main that you need in your life, so that will never run blocked, in my book.
1: What if your partner blocked you on Clubhouse because you kept entering the room steady? <laughs> that's
0: that's shady. Like, yeah, that's what Jamal did to Deborah, and allegedly that's that's shady, man. That's like, I would think that's you know something booky is happening, and I I want to know why. So she's she she has every right to actually ask him that. Like, why are you blocking me? is like, you know, you're monitoring my social media activity and, you know, this and that.
1: <laughs> and how would you feel if you, you can't unlock your partner's phone? They won't give you the passcode. You're free and open and you don't mind your partner having your passcode.
0: I'll ask. I'll be like, you know, what what seems to be like...
1: I'll be the partner. No, you're not getting it.
0: But why? What's the issue? Like, I'm open with you Please with my me. phone. Like, you know, you, you know what's through my, my phone. You
1: don't need to go through my phone to trust me. You should trust me. So, So why do you
0: go through
1: my phone? I don't. You say I should go through a newby lock, but I never go through your phone. But
0: to show you, know, you that, you, you know, complete trust, you I, have have I, I would think personally, like, and, and, and this is the thing that people do we automatically go to the worst case scenario. So we'll automatically assume that the person's hiding something. But it could be, um, that the person just wants it. I said, it could be that the person may want their privacy, hence why they're not forthcoming by giving you their passcode, or they could be hiding something, you know.
1: Mm, funny you should say but, that
0: okay what about then okay i'll i'll give you a few questions what would you do if your lady had her phone face down
1: ask why it's face down
0: but you like it's it's uh, buzzing every every 10 minutes yeah
1: you've always got it in your, your hand when you're around me so why is it face down today
0: why not i don't want to see the screen
1: some quality time to spend together something. there's something up there you know when it you know when you know something <laughs> is suspicious so
0: Okay, what would, you, what would you do if someone disrespected uh, your family member or, or relatives?
1: I'll tell them that it's unacceptable. Your way you feel is valid, but don't raise it. Don't bring it to me like that.
0: Okay, and what would you do if your partner was receiving several, like, DMs?
1: I'll tell them that, you know, that you should tell the people in the DMs that you're in a relationship. But I shouldn't have to tell you that. You should already know that if you're with me, you should But
0: they've have seen to. a picture of you and her together, so what's what's the problem?
1: They haven't. Well, then again, it's up to you if you want to entertain it or shut it down. It's just be like, thank you, I'm um, with somebody. But not even entertain it with a reply.
0: This is the thing. This is the thing. I mean, it's, I don't know, like, each to their own in terms of how they kind of uh, untangle it in their mind. But if a person leaves a comment on social media, then technically it's a comment, right? But I think with Paul, he kind of reads too much into it. And then well, also... He like
1: met her, allegedly, on this. So
0: exactly, exactly. Exactly. It's like you met her on Instagram and now you're trying to monitor her Instagram. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand this, this uh, episode. But um, so far, I mean, it's like, like I said, it's, it's ticking the box for entertainment purposes for me.
1: Episode four. To... But I
0: do, yeah, I am going to watch episode four because I saw a, a teaser and uh, there was a clip where you can tell Shoma was really upset to a point where I think she was crying, so... don't
1: spoil it for the people there. Let them watch. No,
0: that's, that's, that's all I've seen. Like, I, I haven't seen the actual episode. But, uh, yeah, let's see how far this blue therapy goes. And, yeah, I'm just intrigued to see how it actually ends, whether they actually do continue to be a couple and strengthen their relationship, or they call yeah. it quits. Mm-hmm. So we shall yeah. see what happens. Mm-hmm. Moving on swiftly.
1: So tennis this champs, the Osaka has withdrawn from the French Open, after sharing a post about her depression and social anxiety she experiences on a regular basis. She basically was playing in a French Open, had completed a match and was due to go to a press conference, and she decided to skip it because she was suffering from depression and anxiety. And um, she didn't communicate this to the event organisers in the correct fashion, I think it was. She took to social media to discuss it. And they, in turn, fined her $15,000 and said there would be more repercussions if she keeps skipping press conferences during the tournament so she decided to um, hand in her notice effectively in terms of exiting the tournament. Eruption basically took over social media so you had um, famous celebrities jump into her defense and then others who were just saying that she was playing on social media to uh, basically falsify the fact that she had social me- she had social anxiety. That was Piers Morgan's reaction, you know, he always seems to have a per- a problem with anyone who's successful, a person of colour who may have mental health issues. I mean, like, if it's not already taboo in the Black and African caribbean society, for you to then be strong enough to say that you're experiencing these things and these traumas, where you have mental health issues and suffer from anxiety for years, and for someone to just negate that through their privilege, just to, are you a trained doctor? I mean, have you met this person? But you're just automatically dragging them, saying, oh, they're lying, based on what?
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's Piers Morgan for you. He's always going to have an opinion when it comes to, you know, a person of colour. Like you know the the way he had an opinion for Megan, so he's just coming out. But I think it's so unfair in terms of like what's happened to her because you know it's it's not nice like suffering from um, anxiety and was it depression? You said, yeah. Do you know what I mean? These these things, um, it's intense when you're actually experiencing it, and no one can know how you feel unless you kind of slowly try and open up. So the fact that regardless of how she opened up whether it was online yeah it may be deemed not the uh, appropriate or the correct protocol in regards to how she's she's meant to kind of go about it but still like it's a person's mental health and we should it's all to that person so you know exactly you to... yeah we should be able to reach out to that person make sure they're okay because you never know how a person feels and you know how their thoughts can kind of turn or spiral, like similar to what Megan said, like, you know, she experienced suicidal sort of thoughts. Like,
1: we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what she's experiencing. But what we do know is that Venus Williams entered the chat because um, she wants to give her two cents on handling the press yesterday evening following Leo Saka's decision to pull out of the French Open. She said to the press For me personally, how I deal with it is that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will, William says. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. But each person does it differently. Boz. <laughs> she came with a fire chili pepper response. <laughs> that was... i to really need her to come out here and start winning these matches like Serena. Okay? Boz, that was Boz. <laughs> I think to do that talk now. I want to see her back out up, but yeah, obviously. Talk,
0: she... That talk, no, the way she said that, like, you know, that's they can't come at me, they can't play like me, and never will. Are you mad? So
1: that <laughs> but that's that's
0: a really good, strong kind of mindset to have because it, you know, it can be so um, it's intense, it's exhausting to kind of absorb everyone's opinions and you know a, a way of thinking. Because that, do you know what I mean? That can essentially affect you even more than how you feel. So, I like the fact that she kind of has that mindset. It's very strong. It's very like, this is how it is for me. You know, come for me, then. Like, you can't play like me. So, what you want about move? That's you know, that's how I see it. But as you said, yeah, we need to see you win, baby girl. But yeah, I, I really do. Hopefully, you know, she can she'll overcome um, the, uh, the symptoms that she's feeling. It's it's not a happy. It's it's definitely not not a great thing and it's something that you know it's symptoms that we we should all as people in society be open to t- talk about it. these are discussions that needs to be had and we can't be insensitive to uh, everyone's feelings you know like we have to be it's a very delicate mouth so yeah, he is moving to say
1: what he said he's just a, an yeah, idiot some people don't care some people just tweet things for clout so sometimes you have to be aware that it's not a safe space on social media to um, say what you want to say about so, about um, um, anxiety and depression so you should true
0: true But yeah, she could have reached <laughs> out you know
1: and then once you've done that then you might want to go into your social media and then try to um yeah communicate to fans how your thoughts and feelings yeah it.
0: no I, I understand where you're coming from but also that there, there is a positive kind of outcome with social as well like so um, in regards to the opening up, that could have potentially helped someone else that's, that's suffering. And, you know, they, you know, it's their kind of uh, scapegoat. And, you know, by reading it, they, they're probably thinking, you know, what? that's how I feel too. It's like there's certain things that are relatable, like people are familiar with it. So it's just being able to have that conversation. I think that's, that's where it kind of boils down to. And people being open and, you know, understand that these are sensitive matters and people deal with it every day. You know, some people just aren't open to it. Aren't open to discuss it with you. You know, but I really do hope she feels better, man. It's it's horrible going through it. Like I can only imagine how she she's feeling. But Piers Morgan is like he has to have his two cents in it. He has to come out and like say what he needs to say because he needs to be heard. Yes, and-
1: which brings us off to our next conversation piece so allegedly the producer of this morning or good morning britain reached out to Piers morgan to come back on the show due to low ratings (laughs) your thoughts and feelings on that
0: yeah so um according to um the uh, tabloid mirror the sun and also Lad bible um there's been talks about Piers Morgan, and he allegedly says that ITV want him to return to Good Morning Britain, despite him quitting the show in March. And for those that don't know, Piers Morgan, fifty-six-year-old, stormed off the Breakfast Show during a discussion about Meghan Markle and her explosive interview with Oprah Winfrey. So, just to kind of give you guys an overview, there was a particular section within that interview that she shared with Oprah in terms of how she was feeling and that she had suicidal thoughts and how it was just getting too much for her being, you know, um, within the royal family. So, and then. You know, Piers Morgan took it upon himself to say, you know, he thinks that she's lying, and that obviously kind of blew up massively online, just just everywhere in general, because it just shows how insensitive and rude he really is. But um, according to, you know, various articles online, the reason why ITV have reached out is due to the low ratings that they're currently seeing on Good Morning Britain. Me personally, I I don't think that's a good enough reason. Um, to have him back on because they, you know, surely they must see how controversial he is, how rude he is, how ignorant he is and how entitled this individual is. So the fact like the fact that you want him to still be the face within your program, for me, it's just that's that's a no go. Personally, I don't watch Good Morning Britain, but if I had if I did previously and he then decided to rock up, I personally would bow out because I don't I don't approve of him. I don't like the way he comes across. He's very he's just obnoxious, he's ignorant, he's rude. You know, he's just all all of this in basically in just one ball. And uh, I really think they need to reassess their mm. in you know at the boardroom table and really think like if they truly do want him back because yeah, okay, fair enough, the the ratings has slightly dipped, but who says, you know, by bringing him back it will go back up, you know? Could dip even more. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy the fact that that whole situation with Harry and Meghan, and then you're now deciding to bring the one guy that just, that was just incredibly rude and, you know, just insensitive to her feelings back because the ratings are. I'm not
1: buying it. Sorry to interject. I'm not buying it. I think it's just tabloid bullshit to try and push paper sales. I mean, like if he was invited back to the show, you'd see his face on the television. He clearly hasn't been. So what ratings dipped? due to different things they need to but you
0: know he's probably taken this like 56,
1: well, what? he's 56 who wants to see a 56 year old host in a television show like you've had your time you've screwed it up you've resigned you're gone now onto something new freshen up the show do some market research and see what the people want and integrate that into the show i agree that's,
0: that's what i mean i think they need to go back to the storyboards. N- need to go back to kind of just research like you said like you know do more to kind of find a fresher face. Like, why would you bring someone back when they've already stormed off? You know, they left. So why would you bring someone that didn't want to be there in the first place? Allegedly, I mean, this this is what's been circulating online. Whether it's true, uh, well, I guess we'll find out if he does actually return. But if he does, I I, I think it wouldn't be great for ITV personally, especially for Good Morning Britain.
1: Well, Dan already had his asking awesome there for how many years getting a jet. So, psh. but you know, we wish ITV all the best of their casting. But I think they should make more conscious decisions in this current climate in terms of who they have hosting their shows or participating in shows and who's with winning BAFTAs and those sort of um, television awards. Yeah,
0: exactly, definitely. And, and also, like, look into your demographic audience. Like, surely there must be, like, a percentage of, you know... Those from ethnic minority that do watch Good Morning Britain, like
1: small minority. That's the thing. Still, the still a minority, like um, tunnel vision because we live in London. But I mean, there is there should be um, there should be variety, and everyone should be be featured in. The I
0: variety. think it needs to be fresh. It needs to be fresh. It needs to be a different face. Do you know what I mean? Cut, rebrand it essentially, and then see see where it goes from there. But don't just bring back an old host or presenter or whatever to the show but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens I just yeah I just I've personally I don't like this guy and I think um a lot of people can vouch for me when I say that he's not a pleasant man he's made that known publicly as well by just how he comes across online and how he's perceived as an individual so why would you want to see that on your tv you know we entertain, educate and inform. That's, that's what oh, we do. So guys, um, do catch us on Clubhouse. If you want to invite, do let myself and Clifford know. We will be hosting a room under RTB After Show, which is Real Talk Podcast After Show at Saturday at 7pm. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. So Instagram is at Real Talk Podcast underscore Free times. And Twitter is at Real Talk Podcast with the number zero instead of the letter O. Thank you for tuning in. Well, that's all guys I hope you enjoyed it do check us out again on Insta Twitter and join us this Saturday at 7pm on Clubhouse I've been Muna
1: I've been Clifford
0: and you've been listening to
1: Real Talk Podcast
0: share like and tell a friend
1: and then tell a friend to tell a friend